How does one explain to a supremacist that they are a supremacist? Today, this is a quandary, a conundrum. It's seemingly an impossibility. Sheer numbers-wise, there is a supremacist movement that is the largest supremacist movement in our world's history. Sheer number-wise, the greatest supremacist movement is and has consumed most of the people on earth. This is evidenced in the fact that over 12 billion doses of the clot shot, the lethal jab juice, the DNA-altering injections from factually, this is a fact that the companies, the corporations that manufactured these Potions, poisons, potion and poison, both come from the same root word. The companies that manufactured these poisons, historically, factually, are the most criminal companies ever, historically. They have paid the largest fines ever. Billions and billions and billions of dollars of fines. Billions of dollars in fines for deep criminality, lying, fraud. They have harmed millions of people. And the ones who are partaking in adopting, assimilating the supremacy, the supremacism, the ones who are allowing themselves to be uh, penetrated by that criminality have assimilated the criminality. They're part of it. They have, they have absorbed it into themselves. And so to try to explain to someone who is now part of that criminality, who has allowed themselves to assimilate it and absorb it, they are part of the criminality. And then their, ration, their, their, their uncanny stubbornness to try to rationalize out of that, it's, it's similar to watching an addict try to rationalize that they're, they're not an addict. Or it's like watching uh, someone who hates men try to rationalize their way through and around and to bypass and detour that. Or someone who hates someone of a different skin color. Uh, or someone who hates someone of a different political party. 
It, this is even worse than that. Those things don't even compare because this is over 12 billion doses have been administered. <laughs> over 12 billion doses. 70% of the world's population has allowed themselves to be penetrated. Therefore, they've assimilated the criminality into themselves so that they're, they are now part of that amoeba of criminality. How do you even explain to family members, friends, coworkers, that they have assimilated, they are part of that criminal amoeba? And another word for that criminal amoeba will, is a supremacist movement gobbling up culture and society. How do you explain this? The common denominator of the of let's just let's call the common denominator of that entire uh makeup of people because the thing is like children are being injected adults are allowing the children to be injected the uh injections cross all race and gender all political parties there's just mass acceptance by the the mass majority of the public uh, for herd immunity, this this herd immunity. Let's just call that herd the woke. Okay, so here we begin. I'm going to read some of my thoughts here. The woke, a.k.a. the herd, the woke, the herd, those are replaceable terms. The woke fixates on thought parasites evidenced in the words they mimic and parrot, such as representation, marginalization, diverse communities, systemic oppression, cultural appropriation, whitewash, cisgender, gender binary, non-binary, heteronormativity. That's a really good one, heteronormativity gender spectrum, pansexual, patriarchy, sustainable, equity. Those are some of the words we just will hear once we start trying to have a conversation with the amoeba that has absorbed and assimilated the criminality. This is the the, the language they use to try to rationalize the it, it's the language they use to try to rationalize the fact that they're part of a herd this is so confusing this is such a confusing thing it 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 causes one's brain to almost implode so let's take this a little bit further we'll we'll, we'll we will hear the woke or the criminal amoeba the herd herd immunity. We'll hear them use all those kind of words. That that there's a certain language they speak. It's like a, it's like a whole different country, but that whole different country is taken over the world. Meanwhile, the woke, the herd, the criminal amoeba, meanwhile they not only completely ignore the largest systemic oppression and supremacy in human history, 
but they ironically allow themselves to be injected with it. They're, the herd, the woke amoeba, they are looking over there, totally distracted. They're looking over there, totally distracted. And the looking over there is all of the all of the focus on the gender spectrum and talking about heteronormativity and the gender binary and the cisgender and whitewashing and cultural appropriation and systemic oppression, diverse communities, marginalization, representation, equity, patriarchy, sustainable, all the, all the stuff. They're looking all over there at all the virtuous causes and noble causes and, and they want this world of equality. So they're stoked about this 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 thing that we need to work towards for equality. The herd, the herd wants this equality, yet they want the big diversity. They want it to be like really diverse, but really equal. So they're looking over there. Meanwhile, they're letting themselves be injected with this criminality, this poison. So they're looking over there, totally distracted, stoked, and stroking out on all the virtuous words, virtuous causes, yet they can't see the largest tool ever in human history of oppression causing second-class citizenship and also causing sickness and disease. pathogenic priming. They can't see that they've been pathogenically primed. Let's call the woke criminal amoeba of all of these 70% of the globe's population who've taken the, uh, they've drank the Kool-Aid, they've taken the tribal ritualization ceremony, they've allowed it injected into themselves, they've allowed the criminality from the most criminally corrupt corporations ever in human history, they've allowed themselves to be injected with that criminality. So now they're part of the criminality. They are now part of the criminal amoeba. Let's call the woke criminal amoeba the herd, but that herd is the vax supremacists. The vax supremacists don't, they don't all feel superior. So this is where it gets into the, the interesting conversation with the vax supremacists. They don't feel. How would, be, how would feeling superior feel? Well, it might be like a puffing out of the chest and a bounce in the step and a you know, spreading out of the elbows and a you know, lifting your chin and nose, kind of like a snob. The vax supremacists don't feel superior. They're not demonstrating through their behavior like you don't see them walking around puffing their chest like they're they're better than you. Maybe some of them. The vax supremacists don't all feel superior. But they do allow themselves to be injected because of something different. So they don't feel superior, but the the driver, the motivation, the reason they allow themselves to be injected is because of fear. This is the confusing thing to try to 
have a conversation with the vac supremacists, with the herd, with the woke mob, the woke criminal amoeba. They don't allow themselves to be injected out of some kind of superiority complex, but they do it out of fear. When you ask them why they took the DNA-altering poison or the other varieties, they say because they needed it for work or they needed to visit someone who is immunocompromised or they say they needed it so they can travel. Let's just talk about those three real quick. They, they needed it for work or they needed it for travel or they needed it because they were visiting someone immunocompromised. So the first one is, let's talk about work. The sheer fact that they say that they took it because they needed it for work, yet in that, they can somehow ignore that there, there is systemic oppression in that. That's the, that's the last layer of legalized systemic oppression especially here in the United States. Let's just talk about the United States. Other countries, let's just put that on a sidebar. Here in the United States, Canada, let's talk about Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, <laughs> Germany, Spain, France. We could talk about those countries because very similar. Here in the United States, but let's just focus there. If a person is saying they needed it for work, then that's evidence of systemic oppression. If... If I want to go try to be an EMT or if I want to try to teach in the public school system, if I want to just be a teacher of sixth graders or something, or I want to be a history teacher in high school, I, I can't get those jobs unless I get injected. And, and this has been going on for many years now. It's not just with the latest poisons. If you want a job as an EMT or a paramedic or for the fire department or a teacher in a high school or elementary school or college, in order to get that job, you need, this is systemic oppression. If you don't get the injection, you can't work in those jobs. That is systemic oppression. And it's based on fear of other. It's based on this fear of other that we as a society need to Fear the people that don't take the injection. So it's based on fear. And this is what supremacist movements are built on. They're built on fear of others. And this is what's so hard to explain to someone who's part of that amoeba, the, the, the woke, the vax supremacists, the herd. They fear other. And fear isn't rational, it's emotional. And so to try to logically and reasonably and rationally have a conversation with someone who's living from the emotion of fear, there, there's no way to have a conversation there because the conversation is logical, reasonable, reasonable rational. And when, when the fear starts getting exposed, then they get angry and rage and, and, and you can see them shut down. I don't want to talk about it. Or they zoom in on some semantic. They'll fixate on one word and try to, try to just like the, the emotions, the temperature of the emotions of the conversation rise to a height when you try to rationally, logically, reasonably discuss this with someone who is part of a supremacy and what 
the supremacy is is a fear mob. It's a it's a it's a bunch of people who have been fear mongered into a herd and they're afraid of other. There's no logic, reason, or rationality there. This is why, you know, fear is blinding. So there's no way to there's no way to reasonably, logically, rationally discuss with someone when they their entire reason for being part of the herd, the woke mob, the fear mob, the vax supremacy, the herd, it's a group of, of, it's just like an, a, a massive herd of the fearful. So logic doesn't work. Reason doesn't work. Once again, the vax supremacists, the herd, the woke mob, they don't all feel superior, but they do allow themselves to be injected because of fear. When you ask them why they took the mRNA altering or the other varieties, they say because they needed it for work. If you need it for work, then there's a two-tier system. Then there's first-class citizens and second-class systems. That means there's systemic oppression. Why are the woke completely silent about that version of systemic oppression and two-tiered first-class and second-class citizenry. That is systemic oppression. Why do they ignore the biggest, most currently legal, enforced, dictated, mandated systemic oppression? Why do they ignore that one? And then they fixate on all the ones that aren't actually systemic. There are no laws in the United States that give a person of gender, sex, skin color, privilege over anyone else. There's no actual systemic oppression in the United States legally. There is none legally. Yet the systemic oppression that is legal is the two-tiered injection system where children need to be injected to go to school, adults need to be injected to have all the good jobs, <laughs> whether it's a government job at a state park or federal park or, or paramedic or fireman or teacher, whatever it is. So the woke mob that virtuously speaks about wanting equity, equality, diversity, they just completely overlook the largest, most institutionalized systemic oppression ever in human history. They just ignore it completely. Which just, I'm sorry, but it makes them complete ignoramuses that they can ignore all of that and try to rationalize it and try to argue it. It just makes them insane. Absolutely insane. Let's take this a little step further. So when you ask the woke the vax supremacy, the herd, when you ask an individual in, the, in that amoeba why they took the poison, the potion, the mRNA altering, or the other varieties, they also sometimes say they needed it so they could visit someone who is immunocompromised. Oh my God, immunocompromised. There's a mouthful. Or they say... So they can travel. Those are, the, those are the three things. For work, for travel, or because they had to be around someone immunocompromised. Let's suss those out a little bit. 
So they've allowed themselves to be injected by the most criminal organizations ever in the history of the world, evidenced by billions of dollars of fines, lawsuits, all sorts of criminal cases for all of the corporations that have been the ones manufacturing these poisons. All of the companies that made these potions factually have paid billions of dollars in fines for fraud, corruption, lies, the largest fines for criminality in human history. And when you talk with them, when you talk with the individuals in the woke, vax supremacy, criminal amoeba, herd, in the herd, what is herd other than groupthink? When you talk to an individual in that groupthink, their entire vocabulary ignores all of that reality of the actual legalized systemic oppression. Yet they speak in a type of mimicry and they parrot all of the woke ideals and terminology. Yet they know nothing or they totally ignore or rationalize the corporate company's history or they totally ignore the ingredients, they don't look into it, of the potions and poisons that they allowed injected to themselves from those criminal companies. They ignore all of it. Their, their psychology is this. The psychological thing is this. Their logic isn't logic at all. Their choices, their behavior is from fear and from compliance, which is from fear. And yet they cannot admit with logic the fear. They themselves don't see that they or all of the others complying they themselves don't see that they or all of the others complying, the herd, they cannot see that the herd that's complying are supremacists. They can't see that they are the supremacists. And they don't, quote, feel superior to others. And their woke, virtuous language that they speak, that this this herd, the herd speaks the same language. It's like a fluency they have. The woke, virtuous language that they speak, it signals to others that they themselves in the herd do not, quote, feel superior. All of the woke language is all a language that shows that they, they have this virtuousness to try to elevate everybody else, the marginalized and the, the pansexuals and the non-binaries. And the, the, woke, the woke speak this language that shows that they want to lift everybody else up and put themselves down. So they're not feeling superior. They don't, they don't see themselves as having a superiority complex. Their choice to comply is because of fear. Their noble sacrifice to be, quote, safe around, say, the immunocompromised is them seeing the immunocompromised as less than themselves. <laughs> that's, that's worth noting. So, 
So right there, we can see that little subtle ev evidence when they talk about the immunocompromised, they see themselves as above the immunocompromised. They don't see the equality there. Immunocompromised, by the way, might be one of the wokest of woke terms, immunocompromised. That immediately starts showing a, a subtle supremacist because they're, they're putting themselves above that immunocompromise. This is the part of the paradigm and the reality that is hard for them to see. They cannot see because fear blinds. The vax supremacy is not compromised of people who feel superior. It is compromised of people who fear. It's compromised of people who fear. The little example above of them doing it so they could be safe around the immunocompromised, they're not going to feel their superiority. They're going to they're going to like they're not even going to see that them getting injected in order to be safe around the immunocompromised. That's an obvious one to the outsider looking in, that they, they, they see themselves as above that immunocompromised person. But let's just hold that as a sidebar and stick to this. We need to understand the fear part. Fear blinds. The vac, supremacy is not, the vac supremacy is not comprised of people who feel superior. It is compromised of people who fear evidenced by their willingness to so easily comply to the demands of authority. Vax supremacists, the herd, the, the woke mob, the herd, the vax supremacists, the woke mob, the, the criminal amoeba, it's the same thing. The vax supremacists are too, they are, let's say it this way, the vax supremacists, in fact, they are afraid of the sick. So when someone says they did it because they had to be around someone who's immunocompromised, it's not, it's not to keep that immunocompromised person safe. It's because the vax supremacist is afraid of that sick person. Being afraid of other is what makes a supremacy. This is the confusing part, you guys. Being afraid of other is what makes a supremacy. Being afraid of other is also what makes every dark ages a dark ages. Racists at the core are afraid of others. Feminists at the core are afraid of others. Supremacists are afraid of others. When someone says they took the jab, the clot shot, the mRNA altering potion, or all the others, when someone says they took the jab, because they needed to be around an immunocompromised person, they are really saying that they themselves are afraid of that sick person. They didn't do it for that person. They did it because they are codependent. They did it out of fear of that person. If you extensively dig deep into their mindset, it circles back and you hear them parrot and mimic the indoctrinated woke terminology and their intellect parrots and mimics the politically correct jargon of the time that shows that they are virtuous, loving, and care for the less fortunate. 
<laughs> Can you see that part where it shows that subtle supremacist mindset? They care for the less fortunate. They support the good causes that support the less fortunate. So they, they themselves are above and they're doing all this virtuous stuff because they really care about the less fortunate. That's why they took the job is because they care for the less fortunate. That's right there, the nucleus that's like, oh, wow, they are a supremacist. Look at how much they care for the less fortunate. And their language, all of the language they speak shows that they support the, quote, good causes. This is the wokeism. Meanwhile, they somehow... Meanwhile, if they're supporting the less fortunate, somehow they cannot see the systemic oppression inherent in their herd immunity logic. Herd immunity is 100% based on fear of other. Herd immunity is 100% based on fear of other. And they, in the herd, they will argue till the cows come home that the herd that they are in somehow isn't a supremacy. They cannot see it. Not see. Not sees. They cannot see it. Not sees. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, send it to a friend who might also enjoy listening to it. If you want to email me, email me at three things at protonmail.com. That's T H R E E T H I N G S at protonmail.com. And it would be incredible if you would join and support the Patreon Cracked Liberty Bell. Search for Cracked Liberty Bell on Patreon. Cracked Liberty Bell is C-R-A-C-K-E-D-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y. Cracked Liberty, two words, at Patreon. Welcome to a Prosody Monstrosity podcast. Today is December 4th, 2022. Today, I'm going to be reading from a letter written by a Vax supremacist a recovering back supremacist. Anonymous. Fear has the capacity to destroy us. Everything I did back then was rooted in fear, as was every genocide in human history. And vax supremacies cannot exist without fear. Fear of others, fear of change. Thus, it's no surprise that back supremacies and genocide often go hand in hand. As George Orwell wrote, the spiritual sickness of it is by no means restricted to nations and geographic borders. Vax supremacy thinking has led to unspeakable suffering. Looking back at how my twisted mind operated when I was a vax supremacist, I spun every shred of information to suit that same narrative of fear. And vac supremacy was the context necessary to focus fear 
into an us-them binary. I was incredibly fortunate that the exhaustion of constant spin and fear, along with the loving guidance of my parents and a brave group of friends who refused to capitulate to the hostility of the vac supremacy, eventually led me from the vac supremacy to where I am today, a place in which I embrace diversity and the constant change that creates it. Embracing those truths is critical to reforming the vac supremacy thinking. It is how we unlearn fear and separatism and find not only peace with change, but joy as well. That is how we create a society where all are valued and included. We are all human beings, and we are all in this together. We must look upon our brothers and sisters stricken with maladies like vac supremacy as loved ones who need help rather than monsters who cannot be spoken to. At one time, they were innocent children as beautiful and full of potential as any other. Something went horribly wrong between then and now. As challenging as they can be, compassion and forgiveness are essential weapons in the fight for a society where all children are treasured as they should be. This doesn't mean that Force is off the table when it comes to stopping sick people from doing harm. It does mean that if said force isn't soundly rooted in compassion, it can only result in more of the fear and separatism that the vac supremacy requires to function. The most devastating blow that can be dealt to ideologies like the vac supremacy is to demonstrate that the fear they are rooted in is utterly unfounded. And as we ask people whose suffering led them to such toxic ideas to be brave and open to the possibility that their fears are unnecessary, we have to walk the walk by not being afraid of them. Diversity is one of my greatest loves in life. In the two and a half decades since I left the vac supremacy, I've changed fearful, unhealthy habits into vigorous, uplifting practices. I'm mindful each day that my perception is a lens that focuses reality in the same way my eyeglasses focus vision. I can shape this lens any way that I choose. As human beings, we find what we look for in life. While it is much more difficult to exercise the will required to look for reasons to love, to have faith, to serve, and to wonder than it is to give up and let fear make our decisions, I choose to put in the work to do so. Knowing what the alternatives look like bearing witness to the suffering caused when fear and ignorance are unchallenged, leaves no other choice. I write this from my heart, broken yet again, this time with deep love and sadness for the vaccine-harmed community worldwide.